You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Week night, six to seven, six to eight, right here on ESPN One Thousand. Six to seven. What am I doing? Six to eight. Blacking Abdal. Abdal has the night off. I'll take your calls at three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're going to talk a lot of Bears football this evening. We'll also talk to the Fat Jack at six thirty five. Chauncey will have his animal picks for the football weekend. That's right, wild card style with Chauncey coming up at seven twenty. We have a lot of football to get to. We'll also have the song of the night. Around six fifty, Blocking Abdallah here. If you want to join the conversation, you can call me at three one two three three two three seven seven six. Today, the Bears announced that they have a new president and CEO. Kevin Warren is the new president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. Now, there's a couple of things here that I, I think are very important to this story, to the situation, and the development for the Chicago Bears, and especially for the future of this team. First of all, when I think about it. And Kevin Warren was the former commissioner of the Big Ten as he joins the Chicago Bears. He's also worked at various locations around the National Football League. He was a part of the Rams organization. He worked with the Vikings. And the one thing that immediately comes to my mind with this hire for the Chicago Bears is that he's someone with a proven track record that elevates the, the franchise. And I think what we all kind of sit here in Chicago, being Chicago sports fans, rooting for these teams each and every year, the one thing that we always kind of, I think, go back to is this idea where from time to time in this city, it feels a little ma and pa, right? It feels like there are teams in this city from time to time that don't operate as if they are in the third largest market in the country. It feels as if, like, cause if you look at the whole situation, to me, we have a chip on our shoulder, right? We're the second city. We're not New York. We love living here. We're a flyover state, the state of Illinois. We're in between the two mega cities, Los Angeles and New York. And we love being here. And we love everything about this city. And we love our sports teams. And the sports teams... I think sometimes take our fandom uh, and they take advantage of, of how loyal we are to these teams. I think as generations progress, it will probably be tougher for teams to get away with that because when I was growing up, you only had the basic channels on cable and you couldn't watch every NFL game every single Sunday. A kid growing up today who's 12 years old can watch every single game for a team out of the market, if they wanted to, if their parents were willing to pay for a, a NFL ticket package, you could watch every Las Vegas Raiders game living in Chicago with no issue. That's something you can do today. And that, and that goes for every sport. Major League Baseball, you could be a fan of the Houston Astros living in Chicago. If you want to pay for it, you can get it. If you're an NBA fan and you want to be a fan of You know, the Lakers, you can be a Laker fan and watch every single Lakers game. All you need is a hundred bucks in league pass. It gets it done. It's very easy now. 
It's not even expensive. So when I look at our teams here in this city, and it feels at times like teams take advantage of us as fans, it's because they operate in a mom-and-pop kind of way when that's not the direction sports overall in all leagues. That's not the way it's heading. And what I mean by that is we want our teams to spend money, we want our teams to have world-class facilities, and we want to win, right? This is a world-class city that deserves winners and teams that win at a high level consistently. Unfortunately, like we're in a, a rut in Chicago sports where almost none of our teams are winning at the moment. But I do feel like in this situation specifically for the Bears and hiring Kevin Warren and making him the new president and CEO of the team – that this is not just a hire that we've seen in the past with some of our sports franchises where it's someone who hasn't done the job before. They're not prepared for the jump up. They're not ready to, to really take control. And this individual, Kevin Warren, the former commissioner of the Big Ten, has a proven track record that elevates the franchise. It raises the bar. I think that's what's key here. This feels different as a Bears fan. We want this team to win. We want this team to have great facilities. And we want to be proud of a team. Now, as CEO and the president of the team, Kevin Warren, his job is going to be to make money for the franchise. Obviously, win football games as well. When you look at the money aspect of making money for the franchise, what's the easiest way for an NFL team to make money for their franchise? owning their own stadium, right? Like that, that's the obvious first piece of business for Kevin Warren is develop Arlington Heights into a world-class stadium that we could be proud of, that Bears fans could be proud of, and that the National Football League can be proud of. And I think the key here is, again, this is not just someone who's worked for the franchise for a long time being elevated. This is not just a friend of a friend who's now being placed in the role. This is a guy in Kevin Warren who not only is the commissioner of the Big Ten before he gets this gig, he was making uh, major decisions and getting things done for the Minnesota Vikings. He's been rumored to be a replacement someday for, for possible commissioner of the National Football League and Roger Goodell. It doesn't get bigger than that in sports, right? Like the Bears now have someone running the organization who is in consideration at some point to be a replacement for the head of the National Football League, Roger Goodell. The hat's pretty big time, right? Like, as a Bears fan, you should sit back and think to yourself, like, you know, you don't always have to agree with me, but you should say, yeah, you know, Black, you're right. This does feel different. And I get that there could be some uh, conversations about Uh, not being happy with a timeline, not lining up with your GM, your head coach, and the football side of the operation, I think it's okay right now. I think it is okay because I think Kevin Warren's smart. I think Ryan Poles is pretty smart. I think Poles would be a candidate even if Kevin Warren was making new hires. So, So I think everything right now seems settled. Am I sold on the coach? I'm not, quite honestly. We'll give it another year before we make true determinations on whether or not Eberflus is going to be the long-time uh, answer for this team. 
But really, when you look at the organization, a few years ago, the Chicago Bears could not have been more mom and pop, right? They were the restaurant on the corner that only accepted cash, and that's it. Meanwhile, restaurants are moving in on both sides, accepting orders online, taking uh, touchless payments, and just moving products, moving uh, food, right? And, and, and making lots of money. And the Bears five years ago wouldn't make a move like they made the move today to hire Kevin Warren. This is a totally different deal. And I think that's where, as a Bears fan, you should be excited. This is an individual with a proven track record that elevates the franchise, raises the bar. Soon, I would imagine the Bears will have a new stadium within the next five to six years. At that point, hopefully that will elevate the franchise, raise the bar. And then the the final piece to this entire puzzle of having a successful NFL franchise is the product on the field. You already have the quarterback, I think. And Ryan Poles has the cap space, the number one pick, and they have all of this work to do in this offseason that can really restructure, reshape the roster, and get things turned in the right direction. I'm excited. I think today was, was great. Uh, Kevin Warren will speak to the media on Tuesday. He'll be introduced uh, to the fans as the president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. Uh, so it's it's really good news. We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Frank in Logan Square, you're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Frank? How's it going? Um, I want to talk about the number one pick. I know it's a little different than your intro, but um, sure. I want to talk about a possible trade scenario. I think it'll elevate us to get us probably, you know, within contention. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's pairing a quarterback with a wide receiver. I think we get rid of Justin Fields, bring in Derek Carr, bring in Devontae Adams, and we draft Bryce Young, have him learn, learn from Derek Carr. And I think we'll be in the playoffs probably Super Bowl within one or two years. Uh, I'll hang up and listen to your thoughts. Wait, did you? Did I just hear that right? You want to trade Justin Fields? You want to bring in uh, weepy uh, Derek Carr with his tears, his sad Raiders tears, and you want to make a trade for for Devonte Adams? He's, he's, he's got he's got a fire under his butt. You bring oh, in please. bring in a nice duo, Derek Carr, Devonte Adams. I mean, what's better than that? Thanks for the call, Frank. Appreciate you. There go Frank and uh, Logan Square. I thought I I had a good A block, a good monologue to start the show. I thought we were off and running. And clearly, this show is going to go in a different direction this evening. Still did. I want to give you credit. I don't don't know. We're still in the first segment. Not sure. We just had a, a Derek Carr trade fields call. Andrew Nelgen, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Andrew. Hey, buddy. I hope you're having a great day. I'm enjoying uh, what you're saying. It's uh, definitely truthful and, and very encouraging. Thanks, man. What's so up? Here I go. Yeah, here I go. This is what's on my mind as a Bears fan. You know, remember last year when all the guys got in the room trying to make the right decision of who's going to be the GM of this team? They absolutely nailed it so far because, in my opinion, Cutting three, cutting ties with the three veteran defensive players to get draft picks to do it the right way, everything the right way this season. Even though we were losing, it was so exciting to see someone finally do it the right way. Because let's face it, the last twenty years, you know, of my life watching this team play football, 
other than the Urlacher Tillman, you know, Bears years, which were really special, it would have been absolutely nothing. So I'm so happy that even now we get a new team president. I, like you said, I, he's in charge of making this team, you know, money and all that. But it just seems like the Bears are nailing every move right now. And I'm just so jacked up to be a fan. Let's go, Bears. <laughs> Good call, Andrew. Appreciate it. 312-332-3776. We're talking Bears football with you. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. We're talking about Kevin Warren as the new president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. Big time move for the Bears. If you want to join us and talk Bears football, you can call us at 312-332-3776. If you don't know, Kevin Warren was with the Big Ten since 2019. He was given a contract extension recently, uh, as ESPN was reporting. Last summer, Kevin Warren went out and acquired USC and UCLA to join the Big Ten, big-time moves by the Big Ten. Also, Kevin Warren is a part of uh, securing a seven-year media rights agreement worth about $7 billion with CBS, Fox, and NBC. If you want to talk about powerful people in sports business, Kevin Warren is at the pinnacle, one of the most powerful, influential individuals in all of sports. What he was able to get done as the commissioner of the Big Ten I mean, when you look at college football and what we've seen over the last year, where basically all universities are trying to jump into the Big Ten or the SEC, Kevin Warren was at the forefront of that situation, not only with the, the media rights deal, securing the money for the Big Ten, but also expansion, which eventually we will get to a point where it's basically two mega conferences in college football. Now, what the sport looks like in 10 years, 15 years, based on this idea, uh, who knows what it will actually be. But it seems as if everyone is either trying to get into the SEC or the Big Ten. Texas and Oklahoma getting into the SEC, and USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. And Kevin Warren was the one behind all of that. Uh, So this is a big-time hire for the Chicago Bears. And I think it's someone who has a proven track record that elevates the franchise. Not only that, what he accomplished with the Big Ten, he also worked for the Minnesota Vikings, and he was at the forefront of of getting them that new, beautiful stadium up in Minneapolis. I was uh, at the Final Four to cover the Final Four with Abdallah, and we got a chance to take in the Final Four at that stadium. It's incredible. You sit inside. It feels like you're outside, even though you're covered. You can see the sun shining in. It's beautiful. It is an incredible fan experience. The concourses are wide, a lot of space, lots of bathrooms, places to eat. It's so cool. And now that person is running the Chicago Bears. And the Bears need a new stadium. I don't think there could be a better fit for this situation and for Bears fans. We're going to Paul in uh, Elmwood Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paul? Hey, I just wanted to say, I hope that uh, most fans realize how big of a hire this truly is for the Chicago Bears. 
Um, for years and years and years, you've heard a lot of fans complaining that things need to be changed from the top, top down, top down. And I don't, I don't think the Bears are going to sell anytime soon. They might after they build the stadium and whatnot. But um, that's you know whoever controls the money was never too big of an issue for me. I always thought that the team president or the GM down is really where the focus needs to be. And this guy's all business. This takes it from like a mom and pops team to a legit you know business style franchise so um it's very exciting bears fans should be really happy because they i mean they've got what they wanted after all these years we have just incredible fields at quarterback we have the number one pick and now hopefully the mccaskies will be focused on the business side of things and creating the new stadium and working with their new team president which will allow ryan pose a little bit more freedom and flexibility to do what he wants with the football operation side of things. So I think it's a great day for Bears fans to celebrate, and uh, I'll remember this one for a long time. Good stuff, Paul. Thanks for the phone call. We go to Mike and McHenry. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Hey, I'm a longtime Bears fan. I uh, first started watching, like, with Butkus and Sayers, and uh, it was very exciting when we got Jim Finks uh, from the Vikings and uh, his philosophy being big bodies in the middle. You build it from the line out. And uh, there were some hits and misses, but he basically uh, started putting together the uh, Super Bowl team. Uh, Jerry Venisi signing the the players. Uh, It was a a three-part or three-headed monster that was being successful. Sure. Well, after they won the Super Bowl, a McCaskey that I won't name uh, decided that uh, well, he's got the same name as mine. He decided that, you know what, I can do that job. I, I, I need to be involved in this. And, uh, well, we we all know the rest of the story. Right, I'm right. so in, encouraged having a football guy. It's, it's choking me up. Yeah, Mike, it's uh, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Oh, God. Uh, with the Arlington Heights uh, and, you know, uh, w- watching um, uh, Lori Lightfoot uh, back backpedaling with, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, yeah. we're about to lose something here. Yeah. It's uh, very, very encouraging. Yeah, Mike, and, and I appreciate your phone call. I think for, for lifelong Bears fans, like I was saying at, at the start of the show, I would imagine a lot of us in this city, the complaint we would have for our teams is that they they act small even though this is the third largest city in the country and and we just want world class teams that's it and like when you see your team whoever that is in this city act cheap have bad facilities can't win make terrible pr decisions it's frustrating this is Chicago. We're proud to be here. We love this city. We just want some winners and a nice place to view the winners, right? And I think that's where what, what Mike is getting to is this franchise of the Chicago Bears for so long. Like, they're a team for a long time that didn't have a GM. Like, I know that there's a lot of young people that listen to this show. I'm a millennial. I have a couple of uh, Gen Zers working the show tonight. And maybe some uh, some younger. Quinn called last night. He's ten. He was like, he had a great call last night. Like think about this. Imagine a team today not having a GM. The Bears, for a large portion of their history, did not have a GM. Like in recent times. 
So like something like this is just wonderful because I would imagine if a, a like name name a great franchise in NFL history, the Steelers, uh, you know, as of late, the Rams and in, in under uh, Stan Kroenke, the way that he has ran that team, they're they're a world class team. The Cowboys of Jerry Jones, uh, the Giants, the Mara family. I would imagine if they were looking for a president and a CEO, that Kevin Warren would be a candidate, right? But now he he's on our team. That's pretty cool. Adam in Hyde Park, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's going on? So, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, Adam. Go ahead. Okay, sorry, I got really quiet. So, yeah, Kevin seems like a, a proven commodity. You know, great record. He's a winner. And so, hopefully, if with the stadium and just these moves on the business side, it creates enough revenue where they feel comfortable spending more money on the football side. And, you know, I'm thinking about with this abundance of resources that the team has all of a sudden, trying to decide where to focus the money, what to do first. You know, with how the league is now, and when you have a quarterback that most of us believe has potential, but there's definitely some still, still some questions, wouldn't you want to devote the vast majority of your resources towards building up that offense so you know you have everything solid around him so he can prove himself. And because the league is just all offense now, and once you're satisfied with that, really start devoting resources to the defense? Or is doing them both at the same time a little bit better? I just don't see how doing both would be most effective. Yeah, I, I, it, it's interesting to kind of think about what you should devote more of your resources towards. I would imagine, Adam, the best way to do it would be find a receiver, like a number one guy for fields, then find like good help on the defensive line. And then if you could balance between figuring out the rest, once you cover that number one wide receiver and then the defensive line so you can get after the quarterback and you can stop the run, I think things would get a whole lot easier for this team. And then you work on the offensive line. Like, like That's the thing that, that I think, uh, and thanks for the call, Adam, that's the thing with the offensive line calls that, that I think is kind of funny is that there are not a whole lot of teams that have great or good offensive lines. Like Most teams have issues on the offensive line. Now, there are teams that can kind of scheme up players a little bit better than others and there are teams that have quarterbacks that can make do with less I to me it would be way more important to winning if you had a, a stud who can get after the quarterback on the defensive line and someone who could stop the run on defense the fact that the Bears couldn't stop the run this year killed them absolutely killed them in games that they could have won because Fields kept them in it multiple games this season, with the talent that they have this year, they could have won with Justin Fields if only they could stop the run or get after a quarterback. Jared Goff just standing back there, having all day. Tua having all day. I mean, there are games this season the Bears were in. They could have won the first game against the Vikings. So to me... it. To me, what would be most important, Fields needs a number one wide receiver. Number two, you have to get help on the defensive line, and you got to get that set so it's ready to go. Steven Northfield, you're on ESPN 1000. 
Um, hi. Um, I have never seen in my lifetime the Bears use a number one pick, and um, I don't want that pick traded. I want them to use it, Ooh. pick somebody good, and um, perhaps even some would say, well, they would get mad, but I would say draft a quarterback because what we have is a running back. We don't have a quarterback. Justin Fields is not a quarterback. Why is that? Um, well, what okay, position get, does he play? You get a wide receiver. Okay, you were talking about drafting a wide receiver. Yeah. The man cannot throw to wide receivers without consistently throwing an interception. The man is not a quarterback. I mean, he only threw 11 interceptions this year. Well, yeah, because he was running all the time, but you're not going to be able to keep running like he did. And um, here's my suggestion. Um, um, it's not as crazy as a Derek Carr one, but um, maybe someone else is even I don't know. Something. It might. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you draft a quarterback, and then you make Justin Fields the halfback. And the potential of him throwing all the time will drive opposing defenses crazy. And I, I think that would be very effective. Okay, I got you down, Steve. Thanks for the phone call. All right, one other thing about Mr. Warren. Yes. Um, I think that it, you're right. It's a good thing to have. Um, it's We need better management, and it starts with the coaching. Um, our head coach that we have right now is horrible. You're not going to win in a couple of years until this guy's replaced. You have to start all over. Okay, so just so I have this straight, start all over with the coaching staff, uh, take Justin Fields, make him a running back, get a different quarterback, right? And here's another thing. Oh, and um, another. Okay, let me get this well, one down. Well, I, on. I want to hear your response to this, not no yep. snarky uh, remark. Okay, snarky remarks? When have I ever given a snarky remark? This might have been brought up as well. Okay, so the Bears keep drafting people, and then what, three or four years later, like Rakan Smith, they let go. What, what is the point of that? The Bears have consistently done this, and you're never going to build a team if you don't keep these players you draft. Mr. Smith is a Hall of Famer. Roquan's a Hall of Famer already? I, th- I think he has a strong potential. And, okay. and the Bears just give up I was going to say, team. I'm not being snarky. I just missed that news bulletin. Well, okay, maybe. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Weeknight 6 a right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. If you are on hold, you will be on the air. We're talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. Each Thursday night at 635, we talk with the Fat Jack. Here comes the money. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. The best football picks. Give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Here comes the money. Make sure you go to his website, FatJackSports.com. You can also call 800-298-1383. Sign up right now. The Fat Jack joins Black and Abdallah each week here on ESPN 1000. And Jack, we've made it. It's wild card weekend in the NFL. 
Chris, and if you're a client of mine, you are absolutely stomping the sports books right now. We're 11 and two the last 13 plays, and and that goes back to the the Monday of was of Illinois and Mississippi State where they had the scoop and score to lose by nine yeah. instead of by three. That was one loss. The other loss, if you can imagine, were the New York Football Jets that were getting three and a half, right. and they do the pitch around whatever from the 25-yard line, end up giving a safety with no time. Those are only two losses in literally two weeks. I'm 11 and no other than that. The Jets made a liar out of me. I got on the phone, on my computer, typed out, we're undefeated. We were 6-0 and with that, but undefeated on the weekend. We had under the Kansas City game, and I pressed send, and then they started pitching it around and losing made a liar out of right. me. So I, I end up going 7-1 and over the weekend. We're 11-2 and over the last couple of weeks. Everybody's winning, and if you're not getting your six, my gosh, now's the time. Go to FatJackSports.com because it is. It's wild card weekend. And there are some really, really tough spots for the general public, I think. And it, it always feels good to finish off the football season with wins, right? Like, like we could win, and winning is great at any time uh, throughout the sports calendar. But when you end the, the NFL season on a hot roll, then, then it really feels great. Okay, Seahawks and 49ers, the first game on Saturday. I think a lot of people are, are looking at San Francisco as one of the best teams in the NFL. Can Seattle hang around in this contest? Yeah, you know, I, everybody's talking about Brock Purdy and how much they love him and everything. He's Brock Purdy, to me, could literally be the guy that would say game style or the Macarena, one of those that were like at the time, oh, the Stanga style, that's the most fun in the world. He's awesome. That's great. And then they end up losing at some point between now and the Super Bowl. And everybody's like, game style, that's stupid. Why are they always seeing that? Macarena wouldn't be caught dead doing that. That's what Brock Purdy's going to be with this team if they don't at least get to the Super Bowl. Now, is Seattle good enough to beat them or at least stay close? It's tough to say because half of the year they, they look like they were, and the other half they look like they weren't. I, there's no value with Seattle for sure. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco's become a real sexy pick to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. The number's not outrageous, and we're not talking about 13, 13 and a half. We're going to go with Buffalo and Miami. So I think as the general public, it's certainly uncomfortable to go up and play Seattle. Seattle's also 15 and four straight up their last 19 against San Francisco. So 15 and four straight up. That's wow. pretty good. Uh, I actually think that they keep it close here. Uh, I lean toward them because at some point, Brock Purdy plays like the Iowa State plot, Brock Purdy that we've come to know and love before we got to the NFL, which is give the ball to the other team. Not sure they can get it done, but I'll take Seattle plus the point. Jack, is this a pros versus Joe situation with the Chargers in Jacksonville? Because I, I think a team that I've rooted for to see, uh, hopefully have some success this season, was Jacksonville. I like the up-and-coming teams that were the worst team that goes the first, makes the playoffs, and they're at home, and they're getting points. Am I missing something, or is Jacksonville the play? Yeah, how did that how did that pros versus Joe's work out on Monday for most of the people? We've had TCU. I came on here last week and yes, said, you did. every pro I know has Georgia, and every Joe I know has TCU. <laughs> that didn't work out that way. No. Uh, this is not as one-sided. Uh, you've got some guys making cases for both teams. The Chargers, the, the thing about Chargers, they haven't been this healthy all year. They have a quarterback that you would think has a little bit of an edge. Their coach has no edge. The guy's really not a great coach, period. And he has no playoff experience. And the travel for the Chargers is the worst in the league this week. This is the team that played in, in Denver last week, had to go home, and now they're playing. And that, by the way, that was on Sunday. Right. Now they have to turn around and play Saturday at Jacksonville. So really, really tough ask of them. But they've done really well against Jacksonville. They've covered five of the last six. They typically do well even at Jacksonville, covering five, five of the last six there as well. Um, I, and, and, by the way, they're favorites. I mean, this is not a spot where I think the general public is going to say, I love giving me some Chargers. 
uh, with everything that's going on. And that recency bias always factors in. You have guys just look at the last month of the season. Jacksonville's looked definitely next level good from what they were early in the season. So I don't love the game, but I do lean toward the Chargers plus the or minus the points in this one. But it's not as these questions not as clear cut. I know a couple of really good gamblers that are high players and they love Jacksonville here. And I also have some other guys that, that really like the Chargers. So it's kind of split down the middle. Yeah, and, and I think that's where it's gonna be an interesting matchup and hopefully a really good game on Saturday night. The first game on Sunday, the Dolphins and the Bills. Now the Dolphins story, they're to the third-string quarterback in this situation, and obviously all of the good vibes going towards Buffalo with what they've dealt with over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Buffalo is a huge favorite. Do you think they just blow out the Dolphins in this situation? Well, I mean, why aren't we all risking our more than our house on this one, right? I mean, everybody, I mean, unless you've been on the moon, you know everything that's going on here. Skylar Thompson is the third-string quarterback for, for the Dolphins. They have to go on the road. Yep. Uh, they're playing Buffalo with all of the emotional whatever you want to want to talk about. Uh, let me just give you a reason to think twice about it. And I believe if I bet the Dolphins here, I would not watch the game. I would throw my TV into Lake Michigan and go down and eat some pretzels or something because this will not be fun to watch. But 13, 13 and a half, uh, probably 14 by game time. This is one of those along with Cincinnati. The longer you wait, the better number you're going to get if you like the underdog. The, the, the Buffalo does typically not cover these big numbers. They don't score a bunch of points. They're not as big of an offensive output as you would think they would be having Josh Allen and some marquee names offensively. They, when, especially when they give big numbers, they typically uh, don't blow teams out. I could absolutely see this being a 10-point game, you know, 27-17 type game where you do everything, you dominate, and you do everything except get to cash your ticket. So just be careful. Remember – the line setters know everything about quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, and certainly guys that, you know, check out on the field a couple weeks ago. They know everything about what that would bring to a team that's already baked into the line. Not saying Buffalo's not going to win 35-3. to I'm just saying be careful. I just a lean toward Miami. Though. Yeah, and, J- and Jack, the last time they met, uh, Miami hung in that game late, and that was one of the better played games that I've watched this season. Uh, but, again, they had their starting quarterback in Tua Tunga yeah, by there. But it, yeah. was, it was a great matchup. Yeah, Skyler Thompson is the, is the X factor. If they even had yeah. their backup, Bridgewater's yeah. play, I, I, a lot of times you're going to get value in a line movement simply based on a starter, especially a star not starting. But when you go all the way down at this point in the playoffs, it's just a hard ask. And so I'm not saying they can't cover. I'm just saying it wouldn't be one I'd want to watch, especially if I had hard What I don't. You know, uh, the game that we've, we're looking at with the Vikings and the Giants, it feels as if everyone is taking the New York football Giants in this matchup. We've uh, discussed this throughout the last couple of weeks of the of the season that I continue to ask you about the Vikings being frauds. Is, is this a situation where maybe too many people are on the side of the Giants and the Vikings at home may be the play? Yeah, I think it's who you hang out with, honestly. Um, the higher IQ, honestly, because I, I went on to Kansas City earlier, which is a big station, incredible guys, and they yeah. didn't even realize the Giants were in the playoffs. I mean, they don't know how they're getting it done. Right. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. Their defense is eighth worst in the league. Neither of these defenses are good. Right. Uh, Minnesota's next to the bottom in defense. The Giants, who you would think, just based on how lackluster they are typically offensively, would be getting it done with defense, but they're not. They're getting it done with not making mistakes, winning time of possession, and so I do think there's some value there because I think nationally the perception would be, even though everybody knows about the point differential with Minnesota not being their negative in point differential, the one-score one, one score games, all those things that have, have been talked about a lot, I think a lot of the general public would still feel more comfortable playing an offensive, uh, you know, good team 
at home, only given given a field goal. So I think that it just depends on who you're hanging out with. There's not a great pros angle on this. A lot of pros like over, which I think is a good play. Uh, you both these teams met early in the year. It was it was over 50 points in that one. Uh, you're going to have uh, the Giants that are going to have to open it up offensively most likely because Minnesota is really finding their own stride right now, at least offensively, and they're at home. So I like over the total best and then lean toward the Giants after that. You say it's about who you hang out with. Jack, you've listened to this show. It's usually Abdallah, so you know how it goes. <laughs> you guys, listen, I, I bet that as a compliment. There's a lot to see. Let you do this to the Giants for the playoffs. You guys actually know that's, your stuff. That's true. I that know is a true. lot of guys who don't know what day it is. I mean, they're, they're like, oh, what's the, what do you like between the they didn't They're like, oh, well, the Dolphins are going to definitely lose to Buffalo. And I said, well, they're plus 13. What's that mean? Well, I don't know how you get a show if you don't know that. Well, but you guys know a lot more than most people do. So. You know how it goes. They just hand out shows sometimes. Uh, Ravens uh, and <laughs> Ravens. in Chicago, they well, don't. <laughs> that's fair. Ravens and Bengals, that's the final game on Sunday. Uh, these two teams just met. Is there anything we could take from what we saw last week and apply it to this week? You can take that if Baltimore not turn the ball over so much, they probably cover the number. They're certainly more comp, uh, more competitive, and they're used to playing without Lamar Jackson. He hasn't been healthy since you know there were there were green leaves on the trees uh, in Hyde Park. I mean, this is not a Lamar Jackson driven team at this point. They've been doing defense, they do it keeping low scoring, and I think that does bode well for him here. The number continues to escalate them now that we feel like Jackson's not going to play up to eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. There's some value there. Again, I think this is one of those general public walks up with their foot-long slurpees around their neck and a bunch of bad decisions made out here in Vegas, and they get on the team that makes them more comfortable. Baltimore knows how to stay in games in the playoffs. I think it's a low-scoring game here. I think Cincinnati gets the win. Give me Baltimore. We get to get the money. And the NFL wraps up the wild card weekend with the dream scenario. The Cowboys, America's team against Tom Brady, uh, America's favorite football player in the history of the league. Uh, they face off on Monday night. I'm sick of both storylines. But, Jack, you continue to tell us that maybe the Cowboys are not as good as we've seen throughout this season. And I just want the Buccaneers and Tom Brady to go away. What should we do with this game? Yeah, so, I mean, I can make a good case for either. Can I ask you this? What were you doing in 2009? 2009, I was uh, a new producer here at ESPN 1000, early 20s. You were at least- you were at least out of high school, yes. which is nice. Yes. Because I had, in 2009, I had a seven-year-old that's now on Wall Street, and I had a five-year-old girl that was basically 200 pounds and wore glasses that now weighs 100 pounds and needs to put more clothes on. She's a social influencer out in California. Life changes so quickly, changes, right? It, it'll get you. All right, in 29, 2009, the reason I missed that, that's the last time that the Dallas Cowboys had a playoff win and cover. Wow. They covered and won against Philadelphia at the 2008 season, which was played in January 2009. Since then, they are over as far as winning and covering games going to the playoffs. So let's get real about what the Cowboys are. Oh, by the way, Dak Prescott seems to want to throw it to the other team as much as he does his team. Now, listen, I'm with you. Brady going away, it makes my life a lot easier from a guy that had $30,000 on Atlanta when Tom Brady <laughs> came all the way back. If you want to talk about a bad second half. Oh, that's a bad that's beat. Bad. Oh, so they've got some celebrate. I was out here 20 guys in Vegas. They were all celebrating. I got tickets piled up. Everybody's having a great time. Next thing you know, everybody's sad. We're going to Westward Ho for five-cent <laughs> shrimp or something. It's ridiculous. So that's the last time they actually covered a game. Uh, so if Tom Brady goes away, it's fine by me. They're, Dallas going to get pressure. Parsons is next level as far as getting pressure with the front four. But I, I can make a good case for each of these teams. I don't love either side because of that. 
and it'll be a makeup game for a lot of losers over the weekend. So just a lean toward Tampa. I think the line kind of tells you where you should go as well. Dallas, I, I think top to bottom should be perceived as the better team, even with the way they close the season. So I actually like Tampa a little bit at home. We're uh, heading into wild card weekend, Jack, but the NBA is in full swing. College basketball is in full swing. If our listeners go to your website, fatjacksports.com, what will they receive when they sign up? Well, we've got 11 and 2 of uh, the last 13 plays. 11 wins, 2 losses. Add that to your bankroll. You also would have gone 2 and 0 yesterday in basketball. They're there. 4 and 0 last Saturday in basketball. 2 and 1 on Sunday in basketball. We are winning it. And by the way, UFC, Jordan Sherwood's got, we're getting ready to have UFC 10 of the next 12 weekends, and those plays are also there. Get the season package. When you sign up long term, basically the games are free between now and August because you're going to pay more if you sign up in August. And you're going to miss all the games between now and then, along with the free baseball season that comes when you sign up for the season package. Go to FatJackSports.com. If it's 99 bucks for everything through Monday, get that at least to win this weekend. 149 football and basketball through Monday. Or those longer packages, they never get better than they are right now, and they go up this weekend. So go to FatJackSports.com, sign up today, and win this weekend. Thank you, Jack. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. All right, guys. Have a great week. See you soon. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Weeknights, 6 to 8. We'll continue taking your calls on the Bears. Big news today for the Chicago Bears. They announced Kevin Warren is the new president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. A big-time move. He was the former commissioner of the Big Ten. He also worked for the Minnesota Vikings, a part of uh, building their new stadium. And he also worked for the Rams uh, back in the day as well. So he's worked throughout the NFL. He's also worked in big high-profile uh, jobs within sports as, as the commissioner of the Big Ten in college football and athletics and, and securing media rights and acquiring USC and UCLA to join the conference. Uh, Big-time move for the Chicago Bears today. We'll continue taking your calls at 312-332-3776. Each night around 650, we play for you the song of the night. I want to rock! Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Crank exp- ah, the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, we go to the Yardbirds. Hey! Over, under, sideways, down. Hey! 1966. Hey! Song of the Night.
select this song tonight to honor Jeff Beck, the rock guitarist who passed away last night. Regarded as one of the greatest guitarists of all time, he passed away at 78. Rose to fame in the 60s when he replaced Eric Clapton in the Yardbirds. He left a year later to start his own group, the Jeff, Jeff Beck Group, which featured Rod Stewart and Ron Wood. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1992 with the Yardbirds and also inducted as a solo artist in 2009. Tonight, we salute Jeff Beck as he passed away yesterday at 78. volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for what dial there's there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an crank the volume because it's time for black and abdallah's song of the night yo we'll be back in two minutes you're listening to black and abdallah espn chicago this is chicago's home for sports 